0: Welcome to the Her Empowered Divorce Podcast. I'm your host, Beverly Price. With my 25 years of divorce and empowerment coaching experience, I know that divorce is a difficult and emotional journey. I also know from personal experience that it can be a time of growth and transformation. Through this podcast, you'll gain valuable insights on all aspects of divorce from the logistical and financial to the emotional and legal. My goal is to empower you to confidently move forward in your divorce journey, avoid common mistakes, and ultimately create a happy and fulfilling life. With expert guests, practical advice, actionable tips, and inspiring conversations, we'll explore how to master your divorce and emerge stronger on the other side. You don't have to face this alone. Let's start this journey together and create a better future for you. So without further ado, let's get started. Hi, beautiful. I'm so excited about our episode today. I've got an incredible professional to share her expertise with us to help you on your divorce journey. Her name is Anna Monroe. She's a certified financial planner, senior vice president at Morgan Stanley Wealth Management, and she's in Naples, Florida, but does business nationwide. Anna is going to talk with me today about the necessity of wealth planning in divorce. And this is a topic so many of us overlook, but is so absolutely critical. Hi, Anna. Thank you so much for being my guest today. It's so good to see you and have you here. Thank you, Beverly. It's a pleasure. I'm glad to be here today. Super. So before we get into specifically about wealth planning, can you tell me a
1: little bit about how you got involved with financial planning? Sure. Yeah, It's uh, it's been a journey. I've always been sort of an analytical numbers person uh, and I don't know if I've told you this before, Beverly, but my mom—I'm from—I'm originally from Brazil. My mom moved okay. to the U.S. actually first when I was about thirteen, and at that young age, I was left with my younger brother handling some of the family finances, right? Paying bills, budgeting. At thirteen. I had at thirteen. So I took on and enjoyed a lot of those tasks involving involved in running a household and that's how i knew from an early age that i am a numbers person i i enjoy and just decided to pursue an education and a background in in finance actually accounting was what i intended originally what i what i enrolled in in college for and very quickly within six months realized that my passion was really towards finance. And since then, I've earned an MBA with concentration in finance, several different licenses and certifications. And here I am as a Wow, that is so
0: impressive. And I am so not a numbers person that I just really admire you. Big. So uh, when we talk about finances, and we talk about planning, i've heard the term wealth planning used and the term financial planning used what's the difference
1: so the difference is for the most part they're both comprehensive blends. but a wealth plan the way that i think of it incorporates a little bit more of estate planning whereas the, the way that i would do with my team is i would run financial conditioning models over their life expectancy and take a look at not only where they are in terms of their income expenses, but also in terms of their legacy and making sure that not only their values, but also their wealth is transferred in the way that they intend to. So a little bit more comprehensive, but they, they both should include a very thorough analysis of Primarily four areas, income, expenses, assets, and liabilities at a minimum. So I think for divorced women,
0: so much of the time, they're focused on the settlement that they get in a divorce as a very finite, short-term thing. And what you're saying is, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, that it's important to look at that in the long run, not just what I got or what I won, but is this gonna last me for the rest of my life and what do I need to do
1: to be prepared? Right, so it is about almost what I, the way that I like to explain a little bit about what a financial plan or a wealth plan does is it takes that abstract concept about the future, right? And it brings it in front of you in terms of numbers so that you can have a good grasp about the direction that you're going as it relates to your finances and your wealth over time. And then it's important to also make sure that you keep that plan up to date, running side by side your investments to make sure that if you fall off the track for any reason, whether it's something that you are doing different as far as income or or expenses or external factors that, you know, you're you're really staying on track and moving in the right direction to get back um, and meet your long-term goals.
0: When I'm talking to divorced or pre-divorced women, those contemplating divorce, and I'm going to send them to you what is the first step that they need to take in order to make sure that their
1: financial picture is in good order? Yes. Yeah, so that's a great point, Beverly. Um, I think that getting yourself organized is priority. And what I mean by that is nowadays it's very common to for individuals and families to do business with several financial institutions. and You know, we almost lose track of everything between employer-sponsored accounts, 529 plans for children or grandchildren, our own retirement accounts, our own investment accounts, real estate if that's included, business interests, and so on and so forth. Uh, And it's rare that we have a comprehensive statement that would show us all of those items unless we take the time to get ourselves organized. And so I think that a well order financial house, it means accessing those important documents and and at a minimum knowing where they're located, right? So that when you need them, to manage your wealth efficiently, they're there. And what I recommend as far as getting started is taking an inventory of all those critical statements, documents, uh, and about what you own and what you owe, right? and how well you're protected against certain risks. Compile them all together. Uh, in a Nowadays, I recommend storing them in some sort of a cyber secure digital vault. I know that at in, in Morgan Stanley, we do have one available through our clients uh, portal, but there are other institutions that, we, that might offer that service. I recommend looking into those, but that is because whether you are traveling or, you know, you're out of town on business, whatever happens, you have access to those documents. And it, it, it extends, it could be it could be a really nice way for your family as well, something, you know, should something happen unexpectedly. So things like your marriage certificates, divorce decrees, trust agreements, bank account statements, trust agreements, uh, business records, tax returns, and so on and so forth. Certainly recommend getting yourself organized as a first step
0: gotcha gotcha so if i am one of those women that didn't manage the finances and the husband managed everything and i don't know where anything is what
1: what can i do so the first step is really i recommend setting up a family meeting Uh, if you are still in that situation you know, still being able to talk and have a conversation and trying to put on putting all those items on the table. I think communication is key. Right. Uh, and right. if not, you know, it is about comp- starting from scratch. Right. As if you didn't own any accounts and start thinking about what are the bank accounts? What are the investment accounts? What are the retirement accounts? And just tackle it one by one. I think sometimes we we tend to feel overwhelmed when there is a huge to do list. I usually say break it down into phases maybe one the first you know batch you'll 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 uh compile the, the your assets right then you move on to liabilities right. then you move on to insurance and estate planning and so whatever is manageable to you break it down so that you're making progress right and you're 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 trying to make sure that you sell set yourself enough time to get all those documents in order and get yourself organized. Gotcha,
0: gotcha. I think that that's probably one of the things that hits a woman first as she's going through a divorce, particularly if the husband kind of surprised her and said, I want a divorce, is the overwhelm of collecting all this information you know, collecting legal documents, collecting financial documents. And it's, I think
1: to have that
0: baby step view is really important because it's just, it's very overwhelming.
1: Yeah, and one one other thing that I would add to that, absolutely breaking down into manageable steps, as long as you're making progress, I feel like things will, will feel under your control. But I can't stress enough, as you know, I'm a financial professional myself, But bringing in that third party, right, that can help you keep you accountable and help give you, you know, breaking things up for you a little bit more if you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed, which you should. It's a big transition. But money in general is a complex and emotionally charged topic. And so seeking that professional advice could help you avoid some of those common pitfalls, and devise more effective strategies, right, when it comes to managing your wealth in general, especially when it comes to gathering all those important documents to get yourself organized as well. Uh, the key is obviously finding someone who you can trust, that communicates clearly, is sort of like a coach and a sounding board to you and your family, uh, and open and responsive to your concerns, right? So certainly finding right gotcha. person here's key.
0: Right, and I think that from everything I've heard that it's important to have a plan for um, here's what it looks like when I was married and then to revise that uh, uh, based on the divorce um, outcome financially so that you can see the difference and understand the the changes you have to make.
1: Yeah, the reality, Beverly, is that those who have a financial plan already, right, pre-divorce, they feel, more, they feel more in control and less overwhelmed because everything is out in front of them. And it's much easier to make changes post-divorce, once the decree and everything is settled, so that, you know, you feel like you, you know where you are, more so than if you didn't have a plan. So I think it's, 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 it's an important step to have a financial plan regardless. But if you have one pre-divorce, that is already, you're, you're certainly several steps ahead uh, in this process. I would agree with you.
0: I think that so many women are afraid of <laughs> the future because it's unknown. And it seems like having that plan can take some of that fear away because now it's a known thing but what if you run the plan and you see that the money's going to run out in 10 years and yet your life expectancy is 30 more years you know do you make suggestions how do you work
1: through that kind of issue with a woman absolutely so the starting point is to gauge Based on the on the person's lifestyle today, based on their assets, liabilities, income, and expenses, what does the future look like? And if there is a danger that they might um, outlive their assets, then changes need to be to be made, and recommendations are made specifically to their situation that are related to assets, liabilities, income, or expenses, or all four. Uh, you know, as an example. Uh, Perhaps increasing, you know, lengthening their working years, right? As opposed to they can't retire as early or saving more versus spending less. Those are all, you know, I'm I'm being very basic here, very high level. Uh, The makeup of their investments. Those are all suggestions that might be given to to a person by a financial professional to make sure that they go back in track, because that's what's important, right? We want to make sure that we're comfortable with a plan that that for the rest of our lives. Otherwise, it's not a sound financial plan. Gotcha. So when somebody's thinking about, uh,
0: you know, that they need to make that step into doing financial planning, what questions should someone ask when they're interviewing a financial advisor or a certified financial planner? And can you also tell us the
1: difference between the two? Sure, absolutely. So, one of the things that I'll tell you in my experience is that, as we all know, women have a growing, we're we are powerhouse, right? We're growing economic power, but nearly half of us right now are deferring big financial decisions to a significant other. But women are more likely to use financial advisors than men do. Uh, but again, like I said earlier, important to work with an advisor that is willing to serve like that sounding board to you, is willing to coach you if you need that, uh, keep, hold you accountable. And so I think a good financial advisor will help, will take the time to explain some of the concepts that might be complex to you or foreign to you, you know, and and make sure that they have uh, your, your best interests in mind, so to speak. So some of the questions that I would say is, number one, are you equipped to develop that comprehensive financial plan for me, right? I think that's important. Or you need to know if there are any restrictions or limitations that you should know about. That's another important question, such as are you limiting to just investment advice or can you also look at my estate plan or my uh, you know develop that financial plan? Certainly costs is another important one. You should know what are the management costs involved uh, based on whatever level of assets it is that you're looking to bring so that you have an idea of what that would, that would be, full transparency. Um, are you able to handle the day-to-day management of my investments on a discretionary basis so that I can focus my time on other things, right? As we know, divorce is um, very difficult, so you might want to ask that question too. I like to ask questions that begin with, what's your process? and filling the blanks about what's important to you. What's your process for updating or changing my asset allocation based on changing economic conditions, right? Uh, what's your process to communicate with me? How often are we gonna have meetings? How often should I expect to hear back from you if I don't contact you? Um, do you offer other services that are, could be important or applicable to you, such as education planning for a child or a grandchild? retirement planning, stock or awards analysis, right? If you have equity compensation, risk management, also very important. Um, That digital vault that I mentioned earlier, right? You could ask if there is a cyber secure digital vault. As a matter of fact, you should ask about cybersecurity in general, because if you're committing to having your assets consolidated with one place, in one place, right? You should certainly be aware of, what that would look like from a security standpoint and then if you're interested ask if there's any educational content or uh, events meetings uh, things that you can read yourself right Uh, some interactive calculators and things like that that you might want to familiarize yourself in certain areas ask if, if that's important to you if what they have available along those lines so hopefully that helps you, Beverly. Yeah, Those are some things that come to mind that I think would help you understand uh, and do a better interview so that you can find that that right person for you in your situation. So what if a woman h- is having trouble understanding
0: the terminology you're using and doesn't understand the basics? What are your thoughts
1: on what she can do? You need to ask, right? If you're in a situation that you're not comfortable with something because you don't understand. It's not going to get any better unless you ask. And hopefully you'll get that financial professional who takes the time to explain. You can also obviously look for and do a little bit of research and some basic education on your end, which is why I mentioned earlier, ask what, what sort of educational content or classes or you know videos you could do on your own time. To familiarize yourself, if you are taking on some of the financial responsibilities uh, on your own for the first time, um, it's it's a it's a new beginning, and you know you 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 have you are in control of your future, and I think you'll feel more in control once you get more educated, more familiarized with anything financial related for your future. Yeah. I think
0: sometimes in um, a marriage to a certain type of spouse, the wife can come out feeling stupid, um, incapable of managing finances, has low self-esteem, doesn't really believe she can do this. But what I hear you saying is the more information you can share with her, then that can help increase
1: her confidence to actually take on this new role. That's right. It's all about women empowerment. And, and, you, and it might feel overwhelming because you ha- you're dealing with a lot of different things all at once. But that's another situation, Beverly, that I say make it a goal. You'll do some, you know, break it down. Every quarter, you learn a different concept or or do a little bit more research, coaching a class, whatever it may be, on a different topic. And over time, you will feel more confident about your financial situation. And you can really go from a place of uncertainty to a place where you know you can take this on. Uh, it's just a matter of breaking it down and making it so it's manageable.
0: Now, I always ask my guests to bring three actionable takeaways to help women. Um, what What do you suggest as your three things they can do right away? As it relates
1: to to divorce in general, um, I would say, th- going back to what we, our discussion earlier, the more prepared we are, The better will make those sound financial decisions and they'll come easier as well. So some steps that you may consider along with other financial professionals are as follows. And and I'll I'll put a little disclaimer here that in general Morgan Stanley and our financial advisors, we don't provide tax or legal advice it's important and I highly recommend that those individuals look for that independent tax and legal advisor as well. And right, use right. that as kind of like a, you're in the middle, right? And you want that uh, trusted advisor circle uh, around you. But I would say one of the first critical steps besides getting organized because I think we talked a lot about that already. Um, open an interim account where that you can use for family expenses during the period between separation and divorce, I think that's a big one that will get you a little bit more understanding about what your, what your expenses would look like, and try to see if you know if it's if you're maintaining a house together still during separation and divorce because of little kids, divide it out right. or, or, or make it so that it's pro rata, right, based on income, how whatever agreements uh, you can come up with. But this I think will help. The next thing would be check your credit report. Uh, that really is important to see what your credit scores are, especially going forward if you're going to be refin- refinancing that on your, on your own name. And in general, um, you are entitled to that free credit report from each of the three primary reporting agencies once mm-hmm. a year so you can see and correct any errors that you see as well. So that's some of the work that I would uh, look into. it. Another little tip that I have is some some financial institutions offer a credit uh, identity theft and credit monitoring. So you can even see your not only a credit report, but your score, and you can set goals. Uh, there's a number of financial institutions I can think of that you can work towards increasing your credit score if needed. Uh, so it's important to protect that and establish your own. And then lastly, lastly what I would say is one of the things that I see often being left to an impossible tomorrow. Right? Is a your as it relates to estate planning documents. Um, I think that's really important to have a good grasp of what your documents look like. Who are your beneficiaries? Who shouldn't be listed as a trustee or as an executor or as a healthcare um, surrogate on your name because that might be that you know, spouse that you are separating from. So you want to do a little bit of soul searching, figure out who are the individuals that you can count on, but know that estate planning is an art and it's not set in stone and it can change. So, you know, one of the things that I did when I had my first son is set up my estate planning documents. And it was really hard to figure out who's the, who's going to be, who would be the guardian of my children if something were to happen to my husband and I, but knowing that it, I just need to figure out who is in my life today. It doesn't matter for the rest of my life, right? It's who is in my life today that would be that person. And it's the same thing here for your healthcare decisions. If you're incapacitated to make those for your financial decisions, if you're incapacitated to make those, who is that person other than your ex-spouse or future ex-spouse that you could name today with the understanding that don't be so overwhelmed because if 10, 20 years from now, Different people are in your life, that can be updated at any time. But I caution everyone to really take a look at beneficiaries for employer uh, benefits, sponsored benefits, for life insurance, is another big one. Um, Those types of things so that you make sure that they're in order or at least you know you make a plan to make the change when the time is right. Anna, how can our listeners find you? I'm on LinkedIn. You can look at my name, Anna Monroe. Um, I also have a dedicated website. I don't know if you're going to uh, have that um, set up. It'll be in the show notes. Yep. Absolutely. Wonderful. It, I, I, if anyone has any questions, happy to answer via email or connect one-on-one. Super. Is there anything else you'd like to share that I've left out? Well, what if anything, hopefully I can inspire each and every one of our listeners here to take one thing that, that they related to what I said here the the most, whether it be getting organized with their documents or making an appointment to get their financial plan started or interviewing a dip for a professional if they're not working with one or or reviewing their state planning documents, whatever they feel they connected with that's more important to them at this point in time, what I would say is I challenge you to over the next twenty four hours make an appointment, whether it's with yourself or with somebody else, to make sure that you get one of those things done. Because once you get started, then it's easier to, to make progress. And you, you'll feel inspired. And in no time, you'll have your financial picture, uh, you know, more, more confident about your financial picture in no time. That sounds
0: great. Thank you so much for being my guest today. This is just incredible information. All of it will be in the show notes. But Anna, thank you so much.
1: Absolutely, Beverly. Great to uh, be here with you today. Have a great day.
0: You too. And we'll be able to find all the show notes wherever you listen to podcasts or on the web, my website, herempowereddivorce.com. Thank you for being with Anna and myself on this episode of Her Empowered Divorce. I believe that when moving from overwhelm, grief, and pain of divorce, while also taking care of ourselves, can be used to springboard to a new and wonderful life, to move from pain, to move to happiness. If you'd like one-on-one support for your divorce process, you can sign up for a consultation with me at herempowereddivorce.com. And join me for our next episode where I'll be diving deeper into what can help you on your separation and divorce journey. Remember that you can find more episodes on our website, and please like and subscribe to the episodes. Thank you so much, and take care. Thank you for listening to the Her Empower Divorce Podcast. I enjoyed spending this time with you. Remember, divorce doesn't have to be an awful experience. With the right knowledge, support, and guidance, it can be a time of growth and empowerment. A divorce and empowerment coach is a critical member of your divorce team. In fact, it should be the first call you make. I help you navigate the process and create a happier life post-divorce, also saving you time and money in the process. If you're interested in learning more, please request a free consultation at herempowereddivorce.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out our other episodes and resources. Or you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe and leave us a review. I really appreciate your support. And until next time, take care.